can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. Now, Joanna. Yes. <laughs> I was doing a bit of research. You and I have spoken at length about the ick. And um, yep. I was on the internet because like I was trying to understand like why it happens and like what's the psychology behind the ick. Yeah. Um, and I came I came across this article on Cosmopolitan UK and I actually sent you a screenshot and I said, because it said names have been changed. And I said, is this you? Because... <laughs> I thought this really would you be, you'd relate to this one so much. I actually sent it to you and said, "Is this you?" Um, so I went downstairs to my front room after a house party and found a friend of a friend, Anton, asleep on my sofa. We got chatting, went up to my room to watch trash TV, and ended up hanging out the whole of the next day, hooking up and having fairly decent sex. We hooked up again not long after on a night out with friends, then went on a dinner date shortly after that and all of a sudden I looked at him across the table, chopsticks in hand, and the thought of him licking my vagina made me want to die. He didn't necessarily – wait, this is is the bit where I was like, is this you, Joe? He didn't necessarily do or say anything, but I noticed his hoodie and leather jacket combo was actually actually a two-in-one garment. Not two separate ones, which <laughs> that made, literally <laughs> happened to me, which put me off a bit. But after that, I had to break it off ASAP. So she literally <laughs> broke. She had good sex. They had like sounds like they had good chemistry. He was wearing a leather jacket, hoodie, leather jacket combo, and she got the ick. Yep, I've been there. <laughs> so <laughs> did that actually happen to you? Yes, it was the hoodie and leather jacket <laughs> combo. So like I've had some really like I will send my friends like rants on Snapchat and be like, how have I gotten the ick over something so minor? And it'll be like, oh, his fingernails were a bit too long. And like that's just not it's too much. I don't know why I'm like this, but I just I don't know. I reckon it has to have something to do with being like emotionally unavailable or something. Yeah, I think because I've had the same thing happen to me. Because that's I, like self sabotage. Yeah, I I agree with you because I'm I'm the same as you. Like things put me off. I wasn't sure. Yeah. So for me, the ick I thought was like I didn't really think I got the ick as strongly as you, but I think I do. Um, mm. And I think it's actually where the problem because we are unable to like look past stupid yes. little things to like yeah emotionally connect to someone so exactly yeah for those that don't know this is a bit of a um bit of trivia the ick was first coined by ali on the show ali mcbeal really yeah so i'm just that long ago yeah Yeah. this is in the um cosmo article so they had a relationship counselor say the ick is different to just doubting whether you want to be with somebody the ick is much more repulsive it's a very strong gut reaction either to the (laughs) mannerisms of a person or the way they behave or obviously something that they wear it could be that you've picked something up in their value system that's completely different from yours the way they laugh or tell a joke might be might completely irritate you or it could just be their look or smell feeling the ick doesn't mean that the person you're dating has done anything wrong but I I can't understand why 
you you obviously say you went on like two or three dates with someone and it was all fine. Why is it such a strong reaction? Yeah. Is it so I think is it your gut telling you this person is not for me? Even though I, I think so. Do you think it happens with like particularly you don't want to be put off by someone because they're really nice or they'd be really but that doesn't mean you're meant to be together. Because like sometimes yeah. for me it happens with like really nice people or like yes. really nice guys. And I'm like, yeah. why can't I why can't I just be like attracted to you? Like why can't I just be attracted to a nice guy? Yeah. And so like it's almost like my body is like has this like intense <laughs> reaction. To- you know what? I'd actually love for our listeners to share some of their icks. And I would yes. appreciate if they sent their icks into us. Um, yes. We're going to actually feature some of your voice memos in our cringy convo today. But if you have an ick that you want to share with us and you want to send us a voice memo, send it to podcast at adorebeauty.com.au. Great. And um, we will definitely do a segment on the ick and the funniest yeah. icks that we've had because they're just yeah. ridiculous. Like, really, it isn't anything the other person is doing no, wrong. If they want to wear wrong. a hoodie and leather jacket combo, <laughs> they should be able to do that. Totally. Um, 100%. But, you know, it's just, it must just be something in us just goes, no. Nope, that's it's not for me. I'm going to be the therapist here and say I know it's because we're emotionally unavailable. Yes, both, right now, both of us. Yeah, yep. All right. Agree. What's on? What's on this week's episode? <laughs> so on this week's episode, we were really um, shattered that we missed so many of your cringy convos in our live episode. We had so many people want to tell their cringy convos, and we missed so many of them because obviously we couldn't feature all of them. So we've got a few of them that have been submitted via voice memo and we're going to react to those in today's Cringy Convo. So those people that um, submitted their voice memos will win a $100 Adore Beauty voucher. And then we have our hosts of our newest Bite Size Beauty podcast, Timeless, Kerry Stanley and Kate Radford joining us um, to chat all about that series. And of course, our products we didn't know we needed. So I had returned some clothing to an online store and like it was all good, packaged up, normal return, sent it away, no issues. Two weeks later, I get an email from the customer service team saying, I'm really sorry, we can't process your return because there was a used sanitary pad put in the postage bag alongside (gasps) the clothing. And I was like, there's just no way, like there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. I open the file, the photo that they've sent as the attachment, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's my that's my pad brand. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, that's the clothes. Oh, my God, there's my name on the post. Like, oh. oh, my God, it's so bad. And then I'm like, how did this even happen? Like, it's how embarrassing. And then I remembered that when I, you know, put my pads in the bin, I, like, just pop them in a bag and, like, pop them in the bin. And I had gone back to get the postage bag out of the bin, not realised that I'd put – which is gross inside us, not realised that I had put the sanitary pad inside the postage bag. Oh, my God. And didn't even shake it or anything. Like I just put the clothes in there, put the returns label on there and sent it away. And I was so embarrassed. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I can't believe this happened. And they were super lovely. (gasps) And they put a 50% off code so I could repurchase the item because I just wanted an exchange. Like they were really nice about it. But now I've had to unfollow the brand on Instagram I can never purchase from them again because I will literally be known as the girl who put a sanitary pad in their returns. And I know that they talk about it. Like, how could you not? If I worked there, I would be talking about it. Oh, my God. Super embarrassing. And now I shake every single postage bag and make sure there's nothing in there before I return any clothes ever again. I'm sad for life. 
far out. That's oh, really, that's tough. That's that really tough. <laughs> the, but the thing with that is that it was so innocent. It's not like she maliciously no. put a sanitary pad in oh, there. Oh, my God. And that's something um, you might do. Like sometimes like if there's something in the bin, you'll just wrap. Yeah. Yeah, like I'll wrap up like a panty liner, maybe not a pad, mm. but you know what I mean? So it's just you yeah. wouldn't think that. Oh, that oh. makes me like. I'm. You know what? I'm actually pretty sure we've received returns with weirder shit in yeah. the box. Yeah, okay. Like I should ask someone in our <laughs> warehouse to share some stories because yeah, they've had like bugs and stuff. Mm. Like I feel like there was something that was half eaten, left okay. like a like sushi. I think we had in oh. there once years ago. <laughs> anyway, um, all right, on next to the one. next one. Oh, the cringiest thing I've done that's still shakes me to the core when I think about it to this day. It happened when I was about 19. I was working with kids and I worked very closely with my boss. She was really cool. We were really good friends. She was about 15 years older than me. We just got along really well. And she said to me one day, we're putting your rate up. And I was like, great. I was obviously stoked. Thank you so much. Um, her husband, Dave, was the accountant. And she said, Dave's going to put it through this pay run. So this weekend when your pay goes in, it'll be the new rate. And I was thrilled and she said let me know if it's not and i'll chat to dave and we'll sort it out for you so weekend rolls around money's in my account look at my pay slip and my rate's the same and i was like ah so i sent her a message and i said hey um i just got paid last night it didn't go up if you could look into it or ask dave for me about it that'd be great thank you i sent the message and didn't think anything of it monday morning rolls around and i'm at work and my boss walks in and i say good morning and she just kind of is a little weird with me a bit off gives me a bit of a cold shoulder i was like it's odd and maybe she had a rough weekend works really hectic didn't really get time to talk to her i'm still thinking about it and as the morning rolls on it's kind of bugging me a little bit and then i was like oh maybe it's the money thing and then i thought oh no maybe she sent me a message i didn't notice i do that all the time so i pull out my phone to have a look at our messages and to my absolute horror i realized that i said to her Instead of saying, hey, I got paid last night, oh my I wrote to my boss, hey, I got laid last night and it didn't go up. If you can take a look into it for me or ask Dave, that'd be great. <laughs> I was so mortified. I had to explain to her what had happened. She thought I was asking for sex advice from her and her husband. She didn't know how to handle it. She was awkward. I just wanted the floor to swallow me. It was... It was terrible. <laughs> it's the Ask Dave for me. Oh, my God. You know what I thought that was going to be? I thought that was going to be she's accidentally sent a nude or something to her boss. I thought the exact same thing. I thought she'd accidentally <laughs> attached a nude. Yeah. I got laid last night. Oh, my God. But also, come on, like, obviously this boss needs to exercise her own common sense there. Like, that's clearly a, an error. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was written in a way that it like didn't seem like an error at all. Well, I mean, the whole sentence makes sense. Oh wait, because it didn't go. I got yes. laid and it didn't go up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So like that actually makes sense. All right, on to our last one. The most embarrassing that's ever happened to me was when I was twelve, and my friend and I were staying in her dad's like apartment. Like he obviously wasn't sleeping in the bed. We were sleeping in a bed together. 
Um, I didn't properly prepare um, the night before. I wake up in the morning to the largest pool of period blood anyone has ever produced. It's all over the mattress, all throughout the sheets. I am freaking the f*** out. I'm also, like, still at this point free bleeding before it was even a thing. Um, And her poor dad, who was, like, relatively young, like, he would have been in his 30s, being like, what the f***? going on oh. obviously found out eventually and um i think i've blacked out the rest of the memory but all i know is that we flipped the mattress and <gasps> hoped for the best and i don't know oh like how it's gone since then for him oh, flip the mattress and hope for the best <gasps> oh no <laughs> oh i can just imagine like you know if that happened to you now you'd be like oh whatever it's just like a natural by the thing. way when you're what's, 12 what's free bleeding do I not know this term? I think it's when you don't use any um, like sanitary products. Like you just you just let it all out. I'm pretty sure. Ah, oh, free bleeding is the practice of intentionally menstruating in public without blocking or collecting the period flow. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, I've never heard of that. I mean, it's I don't think that I could do that because I'd ruin too many pairs of pants and. I can't yeah. afford that, but yeah, there's a Mamma Mia article. I tried free bleeding on my period for six days, no pads, tampons, or menstrual cup. I'm going to read this. Wow, yeah, definitely read that. Let's put that in the episode notes. But I, but like, yeah, okay, but it goes everywhere. I'm, yeah, I remember that time you got your period at work in your jeans and you had to come and show me. I know, <laughs> I got period. It was only a tiny spot as well, and that upset yeah, me. It was. Yeah, but like blood's hard to get out of clothing. So but this is this girl says day three. I woke up to period blood on my sheets, and it even went through to the mattress protector. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be an expensive exercise. Yeah, agree. Okay. Um. Well, thank you so much to our very loyal listeners who were at our live event um, for sending in their voice memos of their cringy combos. They've each won a one hundred dollar Adore Beauty voucher. Um, Yay. Of course, if you have any cringy combos you ever want to send to us. Um, you can use the podcast email to send them through to us and Matthew. We love um, that. We actually froth your stories. So any kind of story that you have, uh, just send it through. But also we're really keen to hear those ick stories, so definitely send them. So uh, our other podcast platform, Bite Sized Beauty, houses lots of different little series. And the latest one to kick off is called Timeless. And it's with hosts Kerry Stanley and Kate Radford. They join us today to chat about the series. Welcome, ladies. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having us. Hello. It's so (laughs) nice to see you both here. I was very excited when we landed you both as hosts. There's such a great dynamic between you two. So I wondered if you could start off by giving us a bit of a run through as to what the series is about and what topics our audience can expect to hear. Yeah, well, uh, it's very exciting that we've actually been given a platform, us fabulous over 50-year-olds, given a space to be able to talk about the issues and concerns that are applicable to us and to our clients in our profession and to speak about them in a positive manner. Both Kate and I come from the the space of thinking, let's be pro-aging, let's be positive Mm. about it. We don't want to have this fear-driven Part that we this, that is the sector surrounds so much about um, the you know getting older. So we're great. To, it's really exciting to be able to talk about that. So we're covering lots of topics, aren't we? Yeah, we're trying to change the narrative, aren't we, Kerry? And I think just um, yes, thank you uh, from me as well to be given an opportunity to, to to chat about this particular stage in our lives and. Um, 
you know, we are still working in a really creative field. We are still, um, we're being confronted by the imagery. We've had to get on board the technology. You know, we've both been working mm-hmm. in the in the industry for a really long time and uh, we've seen some massive changes over those years. And as Kerry said, to be given an opportunity to to chat about it from, from our perspective and to speak on behalf of people who are in this stage of life, it's it's um, there's a lot to confront. Some people feel fabulous about it and let it all wash over them, and other people are really struggling about the changes that they're seeing in their in their mm. bodies and their faces and all of that sort of stuff. I've loved some of the in- insights you guys have shared so far. I think it's just really relatable to other women or just people in general in that age demographic. Like I said before, so many you know. Some people let it wash over them and they just and they don't really let it affect them or they don't they don't really care. We're confronted because of the kind of industries we we work in, um, working in makeup artistry in the fashion field, and the models are getting younger while I'm getting older, and <laughs> the yeah. you know, the age divide is is real. And and that was quite confronting for me uh, for a period of time. I'm totally over it now. <laughs> I love being fifty. I I couldn't wait to get here. The the relief. The relief of being here whilst confronting is actually um it's it's kind of nice because we've we I feel like we can finally give ourselves permission to just to just be and and Kerry and I want to empower other people of our age mm. to feel okay about where they're at. Well, interestingly, I think it's not really spoken about that there's I reckon there's a body image kind of element to consider as well because when you're changing a lot as a teenager and in your late teens and early 20s there's all this discussion around body image but that doesn't get rediscussed when our bodies and our appearances start to change later in life and how that might affect us on a body image level yeah no one talks about no one talks about aging in general no post post children and the effects of that and we've Mm. talked a little bit about menopause as well and yeah that's such a personal experience isn't it Kerry yeah look I think you know we need to be talking a whole lot more about this stage of life you know I didn't know I've been through menopause quite young actually and come out the other side relatively unscathed I think I was one of the fortunate fortunate ones it's it is certainly a stage of I was actually speaking to a gynecologist about it and they were saying that it is as traumatic as maybe not quite the right word but it's certainly in that vein <laughs> you don't want to frighten as, the younger ones <laughs> no, 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 but, but we need to be realistic about it but it is as much as going through puberty yeah, you know how massive. Like, we mm, remember massive. going through pu- do you remember going through puberty that mm. was a fair while ago but you know we still need to you know to, to acknowledge and to talk about it because I knew I know that I had no idea about it I've never spoken to my mum about it and just to relate Joanna what you were saying about body image you know uh, that changes with menopause mm. yes and that's that just- mass that had a massive change with me and I'm still kind of trying to struggle get my head around that and go okay I'm putting on weight just by looking at a chocolate bar or something, you know. And the fact, Kerry, that nothing, that that those changes do really seem to happen overnight and you're eating the same diet, you're doing the same amount of exercise or not, you're, you know, nothing else has changed about your lifestyle but 
all of a sudden <laughs> you do mm. you, you start to put on weight or your face looks different or yeah and your mind works in different ways as well gosh I walk around the yeah. supermarket like a lost soul I've been Forget told it. you know it's almost <laughs> like the baby brain's back but yeah. and we find mm. out from out from the experts that we speak to that those changes can be directly attributed to menopause and there just needs to be there needs to be more care and more support more education that look it's a thing we'll go through it there's some things that you can help to support your system and support your skin and support your mental function as well. Mm. So you've both worked as professionals in the beauty industry for many decades. What changes have you noticed in the industry in that time? I think one of the, the one of the biggest thing is apart from my my professional life, I, I've changed um, genres. I guess starting off in fashion and then going into lots of commercial work and now landing in television. So my clientele has changed, but backing all that up to we've spoken about this um, on our first episode, is that it's the products that is the biggest change, I think, the availability to us. What also has changed? Mm. It hasn't changed fast enough and that's diversity. You know, this is something that, yeah. we, that we really, really mm. need to work uh, in, in our industries harder to to see that change, to see that this is not, the, it's not binary, it's not so black and white with regards mm-hmm. to who we're seeing on our, on our screens and and in our advertising campaigns and, yeah, all of those kind of things. Yeah. So that, that's the biggest thing that we're starting to see it a wee bit but not enough and there's lots more mm-hmm. work to be done. Definitely agree with that. There was an article that came out recently around representation of women over 50 in TV and media after um, there were some ignorant comments were written about the Sex and the City cast when the Just Like That trailer was released. For anyone that doesn't know, Just Like That is the follow-up to Sex and the City that's coming out in December. Do you think we have a long way to go with um, age representation? Absolutely. That's something that um, Kerry and I actually talked about really recently that just in our chats about what's happening and um, I follow the gorgeous Paulina Poroskova. So if, for those of you who don't know, she's uh, an amazing model. She's in her 50s and she's been really um, very vocal about her experiences now as an older woman. Uh, the fact that she was considered, you know, a supermodel from about the age of 13 and for her entire life she's been judged based on the way she looks. And now that she's ageing and greying and um, and she's sort of trying to get trying to get back out there and she's being trolled and all sorts of things. And she discussed Mm. this exact same thing, saying how incredible did Sarah Jessica look with her greys and Mm. how glorious and isn't it wonderful to see somebody of that age Mm -hmm. on our screens. She referenced that another model who, who, who models, I think she's in her 70s or 80s, had said she must have been quizzed about whether or not she'd had work done. And this particular person had said, well, darling, if your ceiling's falling down, wouldn't you fix it? So then that sparks the question, why are our ageing faces being compared to falling down ceilings? You know, Mm. do our ageing faces Mm. need to be fixed? There's so many different angles that we can look at. 
so many different angles. This article said that there was a huge gap between J-Lo and Betty White. It's there like that, that very youthful looking 50, which J-Lo looks amazing. Obviously, mm, we're obsessed yep. with J-Lo on this podcast. And then you've got that elderly woman that's being represented. There's no woman in between. Yes. And you look at, you know, actresses like Sarah Jessica Parker who've, you know, come out and it's been a very long time since they've been on screen and people are like, oh, she looks awful, she looks terrible. And it's like, yeah, it, there's women walking around like that every day. That's what a woman in their 50s looks like. Def, definitely. Def, I see this in with my work with, with television, with my female talent that I work with. They get trolled terribly um, for the way they mm-hmm. look, not the fact that they've been incredible mm-hmm. journalists, they're an amazing talent, mm-hmm. and yet they get vilified mm. for what they look like. Now, that's just disgusting. Mm. And it's usually yeah. by men. This is not an anti-men rant. Look, don't get me wrong. However, we need to look at the type of person that is doing the trolling that are saying these mm. things. And if it is and, and if it is a woman saying these things, then they need to have a really good look at themselves as well and go, how are you not supporting your kind? Mm-hmm. And being honest as well, there are certainly times when I will look at an image and I'll clock myself and not because I've been judgy like just for a flash and I'd say mm. something like, no, 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 hang on and that to me is old programming we've been programming it programmed and set yes. up to, totally. to do that automatically so it's just checking in with yourself to see how see how often you do it with other people and because we do it with ourselves oh my god all the time mm-hmm. I think it's like I've had to reframe it in my mind because even like as you get like in your 30s and then I know my mum always says to me she's like 40 because she's 60 um, over 60 now and she's like 40 is so young but she felt in the lead up to 40 that 40 was really old but she's like when I look back 40 was so young (laughs) and I feel like for me like I'm getting into my mid 30s and so I'm trying to like reframe that in my mind which is like don't be scared of being 40 because 40 is really young it's just we've been conditioned Mm -hmm. to think that once you're over a certain age you know, at 40, you're no longer like desirable. Like Mm. you've just been conditioned to think that. And I hate how you always say, wow, she looks so good for 40. Yeah, she should. Like she, like, excuse (laughs) me, 40 is young. Stop it. Like it frustrates me so much. It's actually like you have to stop. And like when you read messages like that, go to yourself, okay, I need to actually step back from this Mm. because this is not true. This is just the way that we've been conditioned. Yeah, Hannah, I totally agree with you. I remember at 25 Mm. thinking 30 was ancient, (laughs) really. (laughs) Yes. You know, coming back to, you know, the models that sit in my chair, particularly the young ones, and talking to them about the pressures that they feel I think I mentioned in our first episode that my concern is for the for the late 20s 30 something women the pressure that they feel to to continue looking the say, the, the way they do um, the, the the pressure put on them, the fear that's instilled in them about getting older because they're no longer the spring chickens. I mean, the modelling agencies, mm. but they have a classics division. Now, what age group would you think classics is? <laughs> classics. You sound like oh, an you, old Ford. Yeah, you get there. The, you're the ones that are shunted off. Knowing to- a modelling agency, <laughs> I imagine it's like twenty five plus. <laughs> it, it is. 
kids. Plastic at 25. Oh my gosh, at 50, what does that make me? It's, um, yeah, it's vintage, darling. Vintage, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you can't blame us for feeling a certain way when we do go through the ageing process because of the media and now social media and just all of these things that have been drilled into us and we've been conditioned to think over our lifetimes. So that's right. Yeah, well, hopefully I know that you guys are approaching this from a different angle with Timeless and I'm really excited to hear the rest of the series. I know that you're going to be talking to hairdressers about transitioning to grey. There's going to be a psychologist episode as well around things you can do to start accepting that process if you're struggling with it. Um, And I know there's going to be an episode on style, which I'm looking forward to hearing as well. So nice to have you guys on BDIQ. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. So, Hannah, I'm really jealous of your PWD KWN today because I haven't received mine in the mail yet. So, mine is the Ultraviolet Dream Screen SPF 50 Tinted Veil. I had actually someone ask me uh, what's the difference between this one and the It Cosmetics because I think people Mm -hmm. think, but it's It Cosmetics is like very full coverage, whereas this is... Very, which is deceiving because it's a CC cream. I feel like people don't know that. Like, Yeah, and then they buy it and they go, what? What? Yeah, so that's actually quite full coverage, whereas this is Mm. a lot lighter coverage. Um, So basically it is a tinted skin serum. I don't know that I would call it a serum. Like I would say it's not like a tinted moisturizer. It's really like a very light coverage foundation I would say okay it really yeah. it really does give you buildable coverage um because I did try this product when they were in development so like yeah. I went in there and they were just trying out a few shades and stuff so I kind of know what the texture is um I'd liken it to that Alabashe super fluid yeah, that I really like yeah it's less dewy though um yeah than that that one's yeah. a very dewy finish so it's got buildable coverage so I and it and I actually think it's got like for me this is going to be my Thailand day foundation oh do you know why because it's it's not so like that Ella Bache one um is super dewy for my oily skin whereas I mm. put this on like really early in the morning and I put a bit of powder over the top and then by the end of the day it was still um it hadn't like slid off my skin it wasn't like mm-hmm. all this oil coming through so I think it's good for probably all skin types how much is it it is $55. Oh, that's not bad. It's a yeah, 55 for 50 mil. So it's got like um, in terms of like the finish, it's like a skin finish. I wouldn't call it – it does say that it's dewy and glowy. It is glowy, but I wouldn't – maybe because I put powder on after, um, mm. it wasn't as dewy, so you could probably skip the, skip the powder. So it says here that it's a soft, weightless base and it doesn't go oily or patchy, which I can attest it doesn't. It's got the SPF 50, but like just remember that you need to use your SPF underneath. So I used SPF underneath and then and then put this on because you wouldn't be using as much. You wouldn't be using like a teaspoon. Yeah, you wouldn't be using a half a teaspoon for your face to, yeah. to get that coverage. Yeah, yeah exactly. So at the moment there are 11 shades in the range. They are flexible shades so they can you can adapt it to fit your skin tone. But the ultraviolet team have said that they are currently working on fully rounding out their shade range. And that's probably the main things that you need to know about it. It's been a pretty hyped product. I've seen it all over mm. Instagram, but I wanted to give my unfiltered thoughts on it because I 
wasn't sure because of my oily skin. I really, because, yeah. yeah, like it's pretty hard on oily skin to do these kind of dewy yeah. tints. But, yeah, no, it worked really well. I'm really looking forward to being able to do it on myself because, like, when I tried it, it was like Sophia did the trials on us. So, like, yeah. I didn't get to apply it myself. When you get to play a little bit more, you can kind of see what application works for you. So looking forward to getting mine. My product I didn't know I needed today is a new cleansing oil I've been using. So a while ago, actually probably back when we were in the office, I remember Mm -hmm. um, Tamara in our marketing team had raved about this cleansing oil. She's got very sensitive skin and I'd had it, I'd had a sample for a while and I just hadn't gone around to trying it and I ran out of one of my cleansing oils. So I got this out and I wanted to give it a go. It's the Pie Lightwork Rose Hip Cleansing Oil. It's 68 bucks, so it's not cheap, but you do get a fair bit of product in there. I think it's um, 100 mils Mm -hmm. and it's like an orangey color, like if you've used rose hip oil before, kind of similar to that. It's vitamin and omega rich, um, so it helps to protect your skin barrier while you cleanse. So if you find that cleansers are usually really stripping in your skin, on your skin. Um, this might be a good one for you, but I definitely noticed that it takes off eye makeup really well um, and face makeup as well. So I really, really like it. Um, it smells nice. Uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. It's in really good packaging as well. It's got a pump. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not messy at all. I find a lot of cleansing oils can be really messy, especially if they're like the ones that don't have any kind of pump or anything on the top you just have to pour it out into your hand that always goes Mm -hmm. everywhere so yeah this is a a really nice one that i'm enjoying very nice that's my pwd kwn for today's outro i just had a thought um that i want to i've got i want to talk about um two things the first is kim k and pete davidson oh Um, my god okay so my mum, my mum and I just keep talking about it. And I can't stop talking about it with my housemate. Yeah, and so she, mum says publicity stunt. She 100% says it's Oh, a, Linda, get off but it. But like, honest, I said to her, I'm like, there's obviously something about him because yes. this is like the like the 10th gorgeous yes. celebrity that he's dated. Like, Maybe what? he's just a really cool guy. I, You know what? I actually love this for Kim. I, I love this I don't see it. So I actually think also what happened was my dad made a really good point that like it's like her relevancy comes back. Like she she never goes out of relevancy yeah, because she's always true. she's like she's ne- she was on SNL and then she's yeah. now dating a comedian on S- SNL. So like yeah. and I also I just I think Kim's quite authentic. I don't think Kim would date someone that she didn't vibe with. The thing about Kim that I guess is probably different for her he's I've watched interviews with well, him he's only 28 for starters and yeah, she's 41 he's ultra ultra I I respect him so much for it he's very open particularly like mm. around his mental health issues and mm, he exactly I, I but he says it in a way that he's not he yeah he's just like he just says it how it is and he yeah is super open and and Emily Ratajkowski um, was on, I think, Seth Meyers and said, like, he's, like, cool and he's vulnerable and he's, like, in touch, you know, like, she sort of, like, yeah. went through all of that. And I said, oh, actually, yeah, that's kind of true. Like, I guess he is yeah. very, like, open and, like, that might be quite attractive for her. I as don't long know. as Kim's happy, I'm happy. It's, like, so <laughs> not – I if you had told me that last year – I oh, I would never. Would I just have keep getting surprised. I honestly keep getting surprised. This is just what keeps me going. Is things like this. 
I just never them, would have seen it coming. Them holding hands. Courtney and Travis never would have seen it coming. Uh, I also think that Pete is really good friends with Machine Gun Kelly, so they're like a three oh. threesome now. <laughs> they're like best. He's best friends with Machine Gun Kelly. I'm not joking. Right. Yeah. Okay. So like Kim, Courtney, and Megan Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Now the other thing I wanted to say was, have you you've got dating updates? Which is so why when I'm not dating, then you start dating again. Look, like, it depends when I can fit into my schedule. As I said to you at the moment, it's more like quantity over quality, um, mm-hmm. which you agreed with. But yep. you know, you just gotta gotta stay out there, I guess. We're going into hot girl summer. But like I've like, because I'm waiting till I go to Thailand and like. Um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm just, not like, going to Thailand. <laughs> I just can't. I have no energy to give anyone because my, all my energy is making sure that I can get to Thailand. Like, yeah, I, I don't have. I just, yeah. <laughs> what? I never said I had energy to give people. <laughs> I just said I'm rocking up for the free dinners. <laughs> But wait, so is your energy low in dating at the moment? No, I've, I mean, you've got to be present when you're there, but you, there's times where beforehand I'm like, oh, my God, this is the last Why thing I Why did I do, do this? Um, yeah. I am, I am noticing that you're getting the ick more than I've ever seen you get the ick. Is, <laughs> is, that, is that your body telling you that you just don't want to meet someone? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> my body's repelling them, yeah. <laughs> All All right. right. See ya. (laughs) That's it. That's what I was waiting for. (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Bye.